Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, everybody. Hello. How are you, Megan? I'm doing all right. How yeah, are you doing? I'm doing good. We yeah. got a new little setup in our studio here. I know. Here. It's a little bit Changing different. some things up. Yeah. Not uh, intentionally, just, you know. Because we it's, share space with people. We share space, and sometimes, <laughs> you know, your uh, your roommates move some things around, yeah. and you're like, oh, we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> so that that's was, how it is. Uh, not pre-approved. How was your weekend? It was pretty all right. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you do? Anything fun? What did I do? I went to a wedding, like last minute. It wasn't the wedding that I hosted. I didn't see nope, you there. Nope, it wasn't the wedding you hosted. Hosted, sorry, officiated. Offici- hosted, hosted. Hosted sounds like I called up all my friends and said, <laughs> I'm hosting a yeah, wedding. Yeah, <laughs> who wants to get married? I officiated one in Benton nice. City. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which is nice. It was yeah. a beautiful weekend for, was yours outdoors? Uh, No, it was in like a little church. Well, that's a shame because it yeah. was a gorgeous yeah. weekend mm-hmm. for an outdoor mm-hmm. wedding. Yep. But uh, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to shame no, her it's, decision to do it in a church. I don't, it's... I have zero feelings yeah. about it. So, <laughs> uh, did you bring a gift? No, because uh, I found out about it about twelve hours before we went. So. Oh, okay, okay. So it wasn't like a close friend. Then. No, no, okay. no. Because <laughs> I uh, was talking to a friend recently who went to a, a wedding, and um, he said that there is a formula for figuring out how much of a value of a gift oh, you're supposed to bring. Does it have bring. to do with how long you've been friends with that person? Uh, no, it has to do with how much it costs the couple to have you attend the wedding. Oh. There's some sort of a ratio between... How do you know until like, you go? Well, yeah, I guess that's part of it. But I guess you could kind of do the math in terms of, is there a dinner? It's at this location. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. it seems that's like... That's a lot of work. It does. It's like, give me a breakdown of your budget so I can determine my budget. Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't know. a lot of work. Maybe that's just a joke. I'm just going to go on your registry. And... It's like a way to like feel bad about yourself when you bring something that's not great and you realize, oh my gosh, they had like steak for the in, in an open bar. And you're like, oh, I mean, we, that's did, their we choice. didn't do enough. My choice is my choice. I okay. know what I can afford. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, exactly. You know what you're getting when you invite <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I feel the same uh, way. I mean, I'm pretty generous, but also yeah. like... I've never based my decision on... Never had the formula? I, I didn't yeah. know there was a formula I mean, either. I didn't either, but I've never... That's never even been... Okay. Maybe he's like off his rocker. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's highly likely. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of friends, so that's probably that. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, that's good. I, uh, Saturday, did a wedding, and then we drove over to Cleelum, stayed the night in Cleelum, mm-hmm. and then drove the rest of the way on Sunday to go to a Run for Hope, a thing nice. with uh, uh, for pediatric brain cancer. Yeah, cool. Uh, we have somebody in the church and in our small group who has a kiddo who's who's going through that right now. And so this yeah. was kind of a run for a race for Lana, which yeah. is kind of fun. It was beautiful weather. Uh, Seward Park or Seward Seward Park, okay. I guess is what it's called. Is it, it's on the water, right? On the, on Lake Washington, yeah, yeah, yeah. south like by Renton, mm-hmm. a little bit north on the west side of yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of it before. And it's just like a peninsula with like a circle loop thing. And it would, like if you lived close by, it would be a beautiful place to go for a run yeah. with good weather. So like mm-hmm. both weeks of good weather in Seattle that you have per year, you could be able to go and <laughs> totally enjoy that. Um, uh, but it was a beautiful view, fun event, all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. 
And she did great. She Yay. like she actually. I saw a video. She, I think you posted, but she actually she she walked was walking, and then on which her is walker, a big deal for her, right? Yeah, and yeah. on her walker, you could also sit down and then get pushed or pulled. Uh-huh. And so they were the kids, you know, because she had a bunch of her friends with her. Yeah, like we're taking turns giving her rides all, all around too. So she, but nice. she did she did walk a big portion of it Good. too, Good which is her. a really a big deal. Yeah. So it's a lot of energy drain for her. I'm sure she yeah. slept very well oh, yesterday. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm she sure. slept very well. Yeah, uh, and then. And the boys, uh, the dads and some of the sons got all into one of the train, like the uh, light trains or whatever they call them. Uh Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a better word for that, but um, and then rode to the stadium and nice. went to the Seahawks game yeah. last minute. It was like we were in that spot where we were like, we would really love to go. <laughs> However, we're here for Lana. Yeah. So if the timing doesn't work out, we're not going to be like, hey, could you pick the pace up a little bit? Yeah. We need to get to this game. <laughs> So we were like, we're not gonna buy tickets. Okay. We're gonna. Oh, you like bought them at the. We bought them driving wow. on the train to the wow. stadium. So we wanted to make sure that a we could even find parking and get in. I mean, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, if it didn't work out, we'll just find a, a pub somewhere and go watch the game. Um, but then we got on, and tickets were so cheap, Megan. Well, that actually doesn't surprise me. It w- partly is because we suck. Also, and partly playing because the Falcons, right? It was literally a half hour before yeah. the game started. Yeah, so everyone's just trying to lo- offload. Un- so yeah. I'm watching the prices drop as I'm like clicking on yeah. this thing, and some of them are getting picked up. Like I'm not the only one doing this because yeah. obviously there'd be a- there was like three times where I had stuff in my cart, and I go to check out, and they're like somebody got them, and I'm yeah. like, dang it. Because that was a really good price, but um, but then we found some that were like in the end zone. I don't know if you saw my picture. Yeah, on I did. Instagram. You were in the end zone. Oh my gosh, five like, pretty rows, good seats. Five rows back. Yeah, like <laughs> those. I don't know what those tickets would would have cost at the beginning of the season or even like a day before the game. Like I, I don't even look at those sections because it's yeah. like that's yeah. not this, those are not my people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not where I belong. I know where I belong. My back's against the roof. Yeah, is where I belong. Um. But we were randomly going in, going these these are not bad. This is a good price. This is so like well, our tickets were sixty seven dollars, and we wow. were five like e- ro- sixty seven each. Yes, yeah, but that those are whoa. Yeah, I could see <laughs> I could see the faces of the guys with their helmets on. That's yeah. how close we yeah, were. Yeah, you had good seats. Unbelievable. Yeah, I turned to Dave who sat with we, I sat with, and then um, the, there's like we did four and two because to okay. sit together is kind of hard at yeah. that point. Um, but, uh, I turn to Dave and I go, don't get used to this. Cause yeah. this, we, and, and then Brian and Dave each took their high school boys, right? Yeah. Luke and, and Sev. And we're like, guys, this is not normal. Normally yeah. see those little specks up there in yeah. the top corner. That's where we sit. That's where we belong. Yeah. But for a crazy reason. So I, I guess I don't recommend it always. Cause I'm sure there's some events where the prices go up last minute, Yeah. but, uh, but it worked out for us. Well, I mean, look at it, right? Like if. If that's like, I don't know, like if that's an option, depending yeah. on the event. And it probably depends on who they play too. Like I'm sure. Who they play. Yeah. And it was literally a half hour before. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's some games where you're like, now if you want to get in, it's going to be 500. And yeah. you're going to have to mm-hmm. make that call where you go, all right, we'll just go to a, a little pub and yeah, watch it there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we were going to be fine with either option. Yeah. And we got, we, and the timing wise was going to be tough too. Cause we were like, again, we didn't want to push the race thing. That's why we were there. Um, and so we walked in with, in like one minute later, they sing national anthem. Oh, it couldn't okay, yeah. have been, yeah. couldn't have been better. <laughs> and kudos to the light rail system in Seattle. Cause it was seamless. It was nice. on and off public transportation for the yeah. win. Didn't have to pay for parking. Uh, yeah. getting out was easy. Um, highly recommend. Yeah. The light rail out of that stadium area, like, yeah. um, uh, 
They yeah, come fast too. Called. It was like Lumen. It's it Lumen now. Lumen Field. Lumen is the name and T Mobile. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've actually never been to a Seahawks game, but I go to to T Mobile Park fairly yeah. regularly. Yeah. Um. In fact, I'm going this weekend. <gasps> um. And so yeah, it's the light rail in and out is nice. You might before. be there when they clinch a playoff berth. <laughs> not I mean, the way they've not been the way playing. That they're playing. <laughs> we were sitting. Yes. We were sitting sitting in the uh, in the stadium when they gave up eleven runs in the one inning, yeah. and you could hear the groans of people all around, just going, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" I know they have played horribly on absolutely this road trip. Absolutely horrible trash, just absolutely horribly. It's, it's as if they're like, "Do we really want to break this streak, guys? We have the yeah, longest running streak just... in the professional four sports of not making uh, the playoffs." I know it's because all of their fans had a moment. At the beginning of September, where we were like, "This, this might actually this might happen." This might be the year. This is it. <laughs> and, I, I was, and now we're like, "Oh, that I remember this feeling." I was making, <laughs> I was uh, doing like a little contest with a couple of buddies of mine who yeah. are fans who we talk about the games, and I'm like, "Okay, how many games left in the season before they clinch? Is it like three games or five games?" And he was like, six games. We're all gonna be them. great." All you know? of them. And I, it might come down. It's gonna come down to all of yes. them. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and so that's exciting, um, you know, and yeah. it just makes the, the whole win more I think it's also I like their second to the last game of the season. Is the one you're going to? Yeah. Oh, man. Or Megan. maybe like the... Th- yeah, I think it's the second to the last game if, of the season. If you're at that game and they happen to clinch in that game... I'll be, I will lose my voice. And there will I will be, have no voice the next time. <laughs> there Monday. will be fireworks. There will be <laughs> like, you know, champagne bottles on the field. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're going to be doing all kinds of interviews after the game where yeah. like the f- you get to be at one of those spots where usually after a game, they're like, everyone leave, leave now immediately. Yeah. Like even this Sunday, it was like, get out, get out, get out. We lost, get out. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but I would love to go someday to one of those games where everybody goes, no, the party is still going. Yeah. Nobody leaves. Everybody gets to hang out. We're going to do interviews on the field, yeah. you know, award ceremonies yeah. or something. That might be you. Who knows? We'll see. Oh, my gosh. It should be pretty fun. Yeah. I hope that they... I'm going to be the only uh, girl (laughs) in my group. Oh, I (laughs) think Which is fine, but it's going to be interesting. I'm like, okay, how's this going to (laughs) go? Totally fine. Yeah. I mean, I can hang with the guys. There's going to be a lot of people there, I anticipate. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll be sold out. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially second to last game of the season and a a potential clinch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like their Oktoberfest promotion game so you get like a you get a big stein mug you get a stein and, yeah, yeah. Ooh. that's like i'm going with gary lau and it? chris pitzer okay. and you know all those guys funny did not get the invite thanks gary <laughs> chris um i'll check my emails again gary really that's like his favorite game to go to so yeah yeah good yeah well, that'll be fun who are they playing the Oakland A's. Okay. Yeah. Which, right. which you know, theoretically means they'll win. But... Oh, theoretically on paper, they're <laughs> terrible and we should crush them. But uh, they won two out of three in the last one. Yep. So, uh-huh. yeah. They, oh, it's been the most awful road trip. Yeah. Oh, I like. Is it affecting your work? Not my work, but I definitely look at it and I'm like, gosh, darn, what is wrong with you? Yeah, you're saying the G-rated version <laughs> for this. I, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want this to have uh, an explicit logo <laughs> next to our Spotify uh, link. So uh, I do appreciate yeah. the mm-hmm. uh, that definitely was discipline. Edited. Yeah, <laughs> because if there's anything that we think of when we think of Megan in our uh, home, it's foul mouth Megan. I mean, I'm I'm not the cleanest of mouths, well. so. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) and so i was gone this weekend yeah uh and so we had known this was coming up and uh 
we have had our external elders film some talks for us in, for like four years running. Typically, we do them in July, mm-hmm. kind of back to back to give me an extended break in the summer. But we knew that this was going to be on the calendar for this fall. And so we moved it to this weekend. So we had our one of our external board members, uh, Jeremiah Curran, uh, speak. He's the lead pastor at Westbridge Church in St. Michael, Minnesota, which if you've never been there, I cannot blame you. I never have either. And <laughs> I have a really good friend that lives there. And he's been like, hey, you should come over and visit. And I'm like, uh, is that still Minnesota? Is that where this is at? <laughs> Is it really north? Uh, Where is it? Well, yeah, it's like um, kind of by some Great Lakes uh, area ish. (laughs) Um, Here's here's the thing about Minnesota. Does that border a Great Lake? Yeah, isn't it Great Lakes, Wisconsin, Minnesota? Maybe I don't know. It's over in that area. (laughs) It's the it's the state with a thousand five thousand lakes or whatever. Yeah, it has a bunch of lakes in it, but I don't think it's on a Great Lake. Here's what I ask him. I say, "How are your winters? Freezing cold." Yeah. Don't come in the winter, right? In, in in his talk, he talks about the polar vortex. Yeah, and it was yeah. Sixty below, like negative he's not 60, like yeah, not sixty below, but negative sixty. Next, is is, is that different? Well, sixty below would be sixty below freezing, right? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, it wouldn't yeah, yeah. Quite, negative anyway, sixty, yeah, right. Anyway, so um, uh, yeah, and keep in mind, like that's um, yeah, that's really cold, yeah, even uh-huh. for them, and. Um, is miserable and they talk about like in the winter having to plug their cars in or leave them running like yeah. all night long mm-hmm. just to like stay alive yeah which punched me in the mouth i'm out <laughs> like how fast can i move huh? um so then i'm like should i come in the summer and he goes ah oh, the bugs are super bad in the summer <laughs> they're like they're like all like mosquito like he he makes comments and, and anybody from the midwest in that area yeah. when they come to the tri-cities and we're hanging out on my back patio yeah. it'd be like we could never do this at our house yep. it would have to be mm-hmm. netted in because the bugs would be too bad. And I'm yep. like, then why? Then what is the point? Because there's two weeks a year that are really nice there. Then move. I don't know what to tell you. So, um, so The point hit, is they have really good agriculture. That's why people actually live there. I guess. Um, they, uh, <laughs> he's been a part of a church in there for um, about uh, 14 years, something like that. A little bit, little bit longer than us. Um, they just got into a building uh, a few years ago and like did a whole new thing. So they've they've had uh, big stuff with that, which has been cool. And then, but then right into COVID after after they yeah. opened, it was like a year after That's that, so, which is always tough. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, one of our favorites, and we do our um, church planter pastors retreats. Uh, his wife and and Kylie and and I and all that. We all that's our, that's we're always the one that are like. Dibs on riding with them because <laughs> we're always like, hey, we're all going out to dinner. Who wants to drive? And uh, Jeremiah always drives. I always say, I'm not going to rent a car. Jer, I'll just jump in with you and then I'll give you um, some some money for covering yeah. the car rental. And then I never do. <laughs> I think I owe him some You're car rental money. Cheap SOB. And I'll be like, I'll, I'll, drive, I'll drive next year. But I'll drive next year. I, I always offer to drive next year. And then next year rolls around. I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll rent the car. And he's like, I already got it. I already got it covered. And I'm always like, great. I'll just I'll just chip in and give you some car rental <laughs> So anyways, that's the kind of friend oh. I am. And yet he still films videos for me. Look that's at that. That's nice of him. That's... He talked about... Uh, he must be a better person than you. Oh, absolutely. Changing uh, <laughs> the goalposts in life and the and constant mm-hmm. transitions of, you know what, I'll be happy here. And, and then the, the goalposts just keep, keep on moving and how that kind of translates into how we live and, and our problems. And we think, you know, once I get, and this is true, like I, I, I he mentioned, you know, as a, as a young married person thinking, yeah, things, things are hard right now. Um, we don't have a lot of money. We're, 
stealing stuff from the goodwill pile to mm-hmm. like make our living room work mm-hmm. um and that's fine but you know once we get it and then you get the stuff and then it's like it's not this it's going to be that and then mm-hmm. then it's not the books it's the first edition of the books or it's the t- bigger tv and it's always going to be we're always kind of moving that and we're never finding the happiness and then and then what happens is a lot of times as you do have stuff you look back and you think uh, upon the good old times and we used to pull um, purple chairs off the goodwill pile that other people donated mm-hmm. and then and that those or weren't those the good old, good old times and the problem is in those moments they never feel like that never yeah. feels like mm-hmm. that it always feels like it's somewhere else other than here and um he had illustration of some boxes that are being built up that are going to kind of like and the problem is the more that you add on to that the bigger the pile gets the hard the more it sways and the more things one things gets taken out and your whole life feels like it's a, 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 a in a wreck and and uh, use some passages from kind of Solomon to kind of tie into uh, that sort of mentality and that chasing after the wind and fruitfulness and or fruitlessness or fr- mm-hmm. whatever, you know, that chasing fulfillment piece. And um, yeah, it was really, really good. And uh, just an, uh, an encouraging reminder, especially in these times, I, I think, um, where, you know, we're, we're post-pandemic, we've been a chance to kind of reintegrate into reality and life and here's what we're doing and and. You know, as much as we said, when we go back to things in the way that we want them to be normal, and we, even Dave and I sat at the game the other day and looked around at the crowds. We're sitting there with 70,000 other fans going, who'd have thought we'd have been here three years ago? Mm-hmm. Remember, remember the, two years ago? It was moments when we felt like, we'll never, it'll never look like this again. And yeah. here we are. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we rode a subway full of people yeah. in and out of the stadium. And, and we're like, here we are. We're, we're back to this kind of thing. And, and, um, I think in the, in that uh, year period, eighteen month period, uh, we thought, well, I, I've done my chasing, I've experienced all of that. Now, now I'm done. I've been f- like a forced non-chasing, mm-hmm. and I like it. Like I just, there are some things about it that I really like. Um, they talk about in 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 terms of economic debt in in America. Uh, the average household income debt dropped dramat dramat uh, drastically drastically dramatically. <laughs> I just decided to combo those two words um, because we didn't have anywhere to spend our money, mm-hmm. and so we got out of debt and had more in our savings account than we've ever had before. And as freeing as that kind of felt, and like okay, we got a better grasp on our finances. Then, as soon as the gateway kind of opens up again, we find ourselves mm-hmm. back Going into back piling, into the rat piling race. into more debt and yep. putting more things on the credit card and doing all the stuff, chasing, chasing, chasing. So, yeah. what were some takeaways for you that you had? Um, I mean, the one that I wrote down was um, he had a line kind of at the end because, like, we we can do this chasing, 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 but I think ultimately fulfillment comes from finding purpose. Yeah, and like obviously, like we would argue that that comes from God. I think I think you can feel that need for purpose regardless of whether you are a Christian or not. Yeah. Um, and so what is that bigger purpose that you're going to actually find fulfillment from? And one thing he was talking about was um, like when you go into a new job or a new situation, like thinking, oh, what am I going to get from this? What can I get from this? What can I get from this? And instead like walking into, I don't remember if he said this explicitly or not, but walking into a situation and being like, what can I give to this? Like, what are my, what are my skills? What are my talents? What are my whatever that is going to be able to give into this organization, mission, trip, whatever, you know, whatever it is that um, project, whatever it is that you look at, like, I think you can find that purpose and like remove yourself from that 
constantly seeking to like find fulfillment for yourself by stopping and not asking what can you get from it, but what can I give into this situation? Yeah. And how can I be of use here? Yeah. Yeah. I I think I got to see that uh, on display even this weekend at this charity event. You see a lot of incredibly wealthy, smart Seattleites showing up at this thing. Most of them because they're there because they know somebody, yeah, um, and or are related to somebody, and they're doing this, and like, and you see over and over again from them uh, donations. You see them talking on, on the stage about how meaningful this is, and they, they had a, a girl who had uh, survived brain cancer, and she is now senior in high school and is leading a quote unquote normal life, mm-hmm. and um, here she is reading a poem about you know, kicking cancer's butt and he, I'm not going to let it drag me down and, and do this moving forward. And like, it's easy to feel alive in those moments. Mm-hmm. Like you walk away and it's like, uh, you watch these doctors. Like, I can't even imagine being one of the doctors who were standing on the stage watching this girl read this poem going, I remember saving her life. And yeah. like the mom in there going, if, if this man did not do the thing did not have a tough conversation with me saying we have to do the surgery your daughter's going to die Mm -hmm. and then he performed that surgery and here she is at 18 she's going she's going to homecoming next week Mm -hmm. like the emotions involved in that of seeing like it's really easy to be like that feels meaningful that feels like tangible and it feels good to be doing that outside of you know like a normal life it's a it's a business that lends itself well to um tying into a higher purpose you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um whereas i I get it like some other people who are like i sell copy machines (laughs) it's it's a little harder to tie that doesn't like what can you add to that it's not about like what you're doing it's about like it's about the framework are you are you trying to figure out what you can get from Yes. That situation, or are you trying to figure out what you can give to that situation? 100%. Yeah. And I think real like purpose and fulfillment is going to come through being changing that framework and changing that mindset to not always be about what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? Yeah. But like, what can I give? What Correct. skills have I been given that I can then give back to? Yeah. Because I think that's where, like, that's where you break that cycle. Right. Is when you stop thinking about yourself. Mm hmm. So yeah, and and uh, I and I think, ironically, the intention was not oh this will fit good within the work series. It does fit really well. But within it fits the work incredibly series, well. Yeah. I watched the talk today, going yeah. this could have been we. And if I would have told him, hey, we're doing a work series in the fall, just tie it into this, it wouldn't have been like a huge leap for him. No, to you do could so. have totally titled it part three. Yeah, and it would have been perfectly fine. Right, <laughs> which helped in kind of the placement of it but we tried not to make that you know go that connection but there is that connection Mm -hmm. of listen if you're gonna go into your job thinking 100 percent of the time what's in this for me how do i get out something out of this for me and and never do think of like what can i give into this what can i do for the sake of other people that you're you're gonna lack you're gonna be chasing that fulfillment Mm -hmm. i don't know why this job is so unfulfilling and i can't find a you know yeah. and, and I'm, I'm just not making it work or it doesn't resonate with me yeah. or i go home and I'm, I'm like why what's the point of all of this right you get in like mm-hmm. this existential crisis mode is it because perhaps your approach to work has been 100 percent what's in this for me versus another yeah and i think you also don't like we are relational beings yeah. and so when you go into something thinking about what is in it for me what is in it for me what is in it for me 
you like instantly block yourself from creating genuine relationships with anybody else in that organization. Yeah. But when you go in being like, okay, what can I offer? What can I give? How can I help? What can I do? Like you're going to open yourself so much more to building the true genuine relationships that make any work environment fulfilling and fun and a place you want to be. Yep. I agree. So that's good stuff. Anything else? That was it. Okay. Good. Uh, we are continuing this conversation this week. We've got two more weeks left in this series. Um, and so for the month of October, the first two weeks, we'll be finishing up the uh, Making More Than a Living series. And then we're going to jump into a series on the time of your life, which I'm excited about as well. Are you going to play the theme music from Dirty Dancing? Uh, oh, th- I'm surprised you went there. <laughs> I would have gone Green Day graduation song. Uh, no. But I, th- I didn't have either on the docket. But... Um, <laughs> I see what you're, yours is the I I've has the, the time. time. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, no, it's not that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I would love to hear from all of you when, <laughs> which which one resonates the most with your upbringing and your youth. And it is could it be a third dancing, option, or is it uh, Green Day? Yeah, it could be a third option when you hear someone say "time of your option? life." I don't know. Oh, oh, like you don't? Okay, I yeah, got it. like someone out there, open ended, other, yeah, open ended. I'd like other. to select yeah. other. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, good. Yeah, um, so uh, if you can join us in person, uh, 9.15 or 10.30 uh, at the Uptown Theater here in Richland. If you're on the interwebs and want to join on the live stream at 10.30, uh, eastlaketricities.com slash live stream, or just go to East Lake Tri-Cities and you'll figure it out from there. Nice. So, good. Uh, all right, well, let's jump into our yeah, something interesting. Are you ready? Yeah, you okay. go first. I will go first. Um, I've got a two-parter, and they're both kind of short and quick. Uh, one is that uh, the new season of Survivor just started off, Ooh, and we are uh, watching it as a family yeah. again. That's one of your family shows. It is a family it? show. Mm-hmm. It's one that we get together, and uh, and the kids now are have evolved into previously <laughs> it was a hundred percent just the physical challenges, yeah, uh-huh. and all the talking was like boring. Let's move on. What are they even talking about? <laughs> and now it's like kind of a good little like maybe fifty, not fifty four, fifty fifty. It's more like six. Like eh, probably like 70, 30, okay. 70, 30, still physical. Clive, definitely physical. Yeah. But the kids are starting to grasp like some of the reasoning and yeah, some yeah. of the, some uh, of the like the strategy line pieces and, on this yeah, thing. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting um, because uh, we played, uh, I had some friends in town this last weekend and we played another game of um, secret Hitler our one of our favorite little uh-huh. line games um, that everybody kind of like a mafia. If you if you grew up playing mafia, somebody's mm-hmm. in, somebody's this, and you're trying to you're trying to discern, you're, and you're never really sure who's on your team and who's not on your team, and all the line that is goes goes involved in that. Mm-hmm. You're trying to like make sense out of that, um, and I I love that kind of stuff. Beca- and here's why though, it really does like factor into uh, the narratives that we tell ourselves. I had a a, me- a meeting recently with somebody who had created a narrative about um, his significant other uh, and how she was treating him. And uh, and I don't want to go into too many details yeah, on some of these things, but it's almost like I had to be like, hey, man, um, I think that maybe you're creating this thing in your brain about mm-hmm. about all of this, that that's not true. And I, I know that... Um, it feels true, mm-hmm. and and in our in our game on Friday night with with some of my friends in town, it felt true that Robbie was you know Hitler or mod yeah, or yeah. or a fascist or whatever, um, and I can convince myself of it until you flip the cards over and then you go, what was I listening to the whole time? Yeah, like what was yeah. I? All of a sudden, my whole reality has kind of changed. <laughs> like, a, a, did you ever watch Matchstick Man, the movie no. with um, Nicolas Cage? Anyways, um, it's uh, it's one of those twists and things, and so um, I like that piece of it. Nice. I think that Survivor reminds me that that's 
true in my own personal life too, Mm -hmm. that something that I deeply believe is true, um, like I need to do life in community so that my, that my definition of truth is not just what Brent thinks, um, but is also like, uh, you know, validated by the people that I'm, that I'm trusting (laughs) and and are around me going, no, that's, you're, you're on the right track there. Or no, yeah, you are. Yeah, that's that's wrong. (laughs) Got to figure that out. So love that for it. Love that experience. If you, uh, so don't just watch Survivor for entertainment value alone. Um, I think that thinking through um, some of that is is kind of an important thing. Cool. Uh, and then the the second thing is one of my favorite authors just came out with a new book um, called Elizabeth Finch. His it, the author's name is Julian Barnes, and I've mentioned it in the Death series. He wrote a, a book uh, that I really liked that enjoyed about death. And in this Elizabeth Finch novel, it's a novel. Um, mm-hmm. It has but like a the, one of the middle chapters is an essay on. Um, uh, Emperor Julian the Apostate from like Roman Emperor okay. sort of history times. Mm-hmm. And I found it to be the most interesting memoir. That's not the right word. Um, Vignette? Yes, about Julian the Apostate that I've ever read. And cool. I read a lot of Roman history. And um, so this this was really enlightening. So um, you, you can probably skip the front and half of the book and the, and the back <laughs> half if, you, if you're not really into like, I don't know, he's kind of a French... Um, like yeah, a romantic writer a little Got bit. It. It's not a romance book, but it's like that kind of thing. But yeah. the middle part, if you like history in terms okay. of world history, um, check it out. Cool. It's called Elizabeth Finch by Julian Barnes. All right, nice. you go ahead. Okay, um, mine's a little tidbit about National Geographic. Mm. Um, it is, I don't remember how old it is. The magazine but, or the Yeah, the sh- magazine. Like the t- okay. Well, the, and the show. Okay. But it has been run, well, currently it's not CEO'd, but for a long time it was CEO'd by a, like, a man Oh, now I don't remember their last name. Um, but it was like a man and then the CEO was his son and then the CEO was his grandson. So like the first like CEO of National Geographic magazine was then run by his son and then was run by his grandson. So nepotism basically. Kind of. But it's also kind of cool because all of them did um, did really cool things for the for National Geographic to like really advance it and make it be um sorry i'm trying to find it so i can find their name anyway and be part of uh gross grossoven grossovener 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 anyway i'm butchering that um so um and they it's an interview with the grandson who's now in his 90s um, and, um, cause he just wrote a book about like all the things he's done, but like his grandfather was the first one. He like put the yellow border around and he like really made national geographic magazine, um, like a thousand, like he got their publications into like the thousands, millions, um, from like a 15, you know, did you ever like, as a kid try thing? to collect any of those? Oh, we had my grandparents every year for one set of my grandparents every year for Christmas bought us a National Geographic subscription. So we got National Geographic every single month my entire childhood. Because they used to show up at like thrift stores and I'd be like, I was like into collecting things. And so I'd be like, I should just collect these. But I didn't need to collect them. We had them all. Yeah, nobody (laughs) warned me that they published 2,000 editions a year. Yeah. Uh, if, so well, it's once a month. No, there's no way. It feels like so much more. No, it's once a month. 
It's a once a month like Man. edition. Since like what, 1812? No, like 19 something. <laughs> but um, I guess if it's only three generations, yeah. it's probably yeah. not that old. But but the other cool thing that I, the son, so like the guy that they interviewed, his name is Gilbert. And his father, he's like the, he's the most recent um, CEO who is in his 90s now. But his father had a knack for being able to like, see young researchers and be like, that's going to be someone who's going to be really talented. So he basically discovered Jane Goodall and Jacques Cousteau. And like Jane Goodall came in and like asked for money and the whole like National Geographic, cause they have a, it's like a research, like philanthropic board as well. And the, um, the like board was not going to give her money for research and his grand and his father was like, no, we're going to give her money. And it was like the best decision they've ever made in mm-hmm. their life as national geographic. Cause now they have all of this Jane Goodall, like photos and research and all of this stuff. And same with his like Jacques Cousteau, like people were like, ah, I don't know. And then his like dad was like, yeah, I think that's going to be where we want to go. And it was like, you know, best choice ever. And you know, just the decisions to like move into TV and to like go into like different avenues um, that ended up like at the time seemed really reckless and like not a good call, but ended up being like they made the right moves at the right time kind of because of this family that was like in charge of them. So it was a pretty cool interview. Um, I listened to it on the National Geographic Overheard podcast. Cool. So, yeah, That's awesome. Are yeah. you a current subscriber? No. Other than I listen to the National Geographic Overheard podcast. Do you think that they still make hardcover, like magazines? They do, but I don't think they make as many as they used to. Because they were killing way too many trees that they were trying to <laughs> take pictures of. And they're like, yeah. all these trees are... <laughs> if they... Uh, but also, like, every all media organizations are moving into oh, yeah, like, yeah. They're having to They're having to so, reinvent themselves, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, what would it take? How much do you think a uh, annual membership uh, for Nan- National Geographic currently is? I have no idea. Are we gonna like fact check this? Well, we should. What, I, what I, I don't have my. Oh, I do have my phone on me. Um, what's, I, what's your guess? Let's let's do a guess. Like, you over, and me, and then I'll. Are do we it. gonna over under? Or yeah. Just guess? Oh, uh, no, you just guess, and then guess. I'll 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 guess after you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> See how I did that? Then I get the easier one. <laughs> I'm gonna go with fit for year for, for the annual for annual. Yep. I'm gonna go fifty. Ooh, that's a great number. Um, okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say. Did you find it? I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say over that. Okay, one year <laughs> subscription. Nat Geo magazine. Come on, loading, loading, loading. Uh, let's see. Come on here. You well, and I, I'm gonna do it from. Oh shoot, that's gonna be an ad. Now I'm gonna get like everything here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get so bombarded with stuff. Let's see. Um. Okay, print plus digital. Are you ready? Yeah. $50. Oh, no, wait. $39 USD. Oh. It was $50 Canada. That's why I got distracted. Just digital is $29. You said over, right? Oh, see, I, look at me. I can find it. Print and digital for $29. <laughs> so you do a little extra research. I can uh, figure okay. this thing out. Well, and you, you said over, Disney didn't plus you? With it. Yeah, I, I said over, so I, I lost. <laughs> you're, the, you're the clear winner. <laughs> Um, let's see uh, how many are they uh, producing now. But you can also like because Nat Geo is also on Disney Plus, so like they all their sh- a lot oh. of their shows are on that. Oh my too. gosh! Digital ar- archive all the way back until what? What year did I say? You said eighteen something. Yeah, and what did you say? Nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Eighteen eighty eight. Eighteen eighty eight. 
you can get every page of every issue. Nice. Yeah, for that. Like, yeah. That's interesting. I don't think it started to take off, though, until the early 1900s. I think that guy, the like original um, like CEO started in the early 1900s, but... According to the podcast, you can get it to. linked with Disney Plus too. Well, it's on Disney Plus. A lot of Nat yeah, Geo stuff is on Disney a, Plus. I think they got bought out. There's oh, a new yeah. Star Wars out there too. Did you see that? Well, yeah, Star Wars has been on Disney. No, for a I while. know, but the new Andor. Did you see the new? Oh no, I haven't. Like seen a three, it. I, haven't, I shouldn't talk about that yet because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Don't talk about anything. Also, we're way over, and now we're just chatting. So <laughs> people have turned it off at this point. <laughs> wisely wisely okay that'll do it for this week's episode of say something interesting have a great week everybody yes, everyone we'll see you back next week bye